Hello and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast, the podcast specialising in Edinburgh football. From Hearts, Hibs, Edinburgh City, Civil Service Strollers, Spartans and Edinburgh Uni. Alongside me as ever is Callum. Callum, how are you doing this evening? I'm absolutely buzzing mate because I, as of this week, now have a, a baby coup. So I'm delighted. A week half. A week half, correct. <laughs> so I, I'm absolutely buzzing. On cloud nine. Correct. Tonight's running order, Calm, we'll start with Hibs, move on to Hearts, Edinburgh City, where we feature an interview with goalkeeper Callum Antel. We'll then speak Civil Service, Edinburgh Uni and Spartans. Calm, we'll start with Hibs. It makes sense. There's probably more talking points uh, with regarding the two bigger teams in Edinburgh regarding the manager, but we'll start with the Scottish Cup game last weekend. Eddie May's last game, we think. Anybody? Well, I mean, Eddie May came out and said, that's it, yeah. that's that's my last game as Hibs manager. You know, new man will get appointed for next week. It's been an absolute honour, blah, blah, blah. It was a comfortable result. <clears throat> Expected. I think Wraith Rovers haven't set the header alight in League One this season. You know, our both are absolutely running away with the league there. So, yeah, I expected... Even a poor Hibs to, to come through that tie. Look, Daryl Horgan got his third goal in the, the Scottish Cup this season. Clearly found his level. You've got Slivka scoring and then I think the most important goal, Mark McNulty. Getting, getting that under his belt and now I think he'll kick on. And you know he's had a couple of sort of half chances in which he sort of snatched that. But his goal was just confident really yeah. you know he could have blasted that but takes it well and slides it under the keeper that's the, the biggest uh, positive for me out of the whole game you know you can speak about maybe Horgan getting minutes and, and whatnot, but for me McNulty playing scoring uh, and starting to form a little bit of partnership with Camberry, I thought they linked up on occasion they did but I think I think there was a few one moment Camberry yeah, could have screwed it across just in if I was Mark Minotti, I would have been going absolutely through him there. I think Camberry's trying far too hard to try and impress at this moment in time. But, mm. you know, Omionga does really well. Great yeah. run, great ball. And all Camberry has to do is slide that across. And, you know, Mark Minotti makes that four. I think, obviously, if the game had been a little bit tighter, I would have liked to think that he would have. But, you know, hey, the game was won for Hibs. It was an important, important to get through in the cup, I don't think that you know, like the whole manager thing is helped, but to get through in the cup and you know, an easy tie in the next round. So yeah, <laughs> yeah well the next round if you speak about that, it's Celtic at Very home. Briefly, yeah. It's probably the hardest one, isn't it, really? I mean apart from taking Celtic apart head, it's yeah, probably I was the hardest. Say, yeah, sort of Celtic away. But look Celtic, last three times they've come to Easter Road, it's been 2-0 draw and Hibs have won 2-1 and 2-0. So, look, there's definitely confidence that they can be got at at, at Easter Road. I think they, they, they go to Tynecastle, sorry, on the Wednesday night before the Scottish Cup weekend. So, you know, realistically, if, you know, Dickamona wants to just take a few of them out, mm-hmm. that would be ideal for Hibs. So, Look, it's it's another one of those we'll have to wait and see. Depending on if Hibs have a manager by then, I think it's getting to the <laughs> stage where, you know, I will actually just resubmit my application in the hope of getting a, getting an interview at least because I'm fantastic at football manager, so why not? But it's it's just becoming a farce now. Mm. If we speak football and matters before we speak about uh, manager, it's Hamilton this Saturday at Easter Road. It's... It's a ma- it's it's a must win, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. there's no other way about it. I don't think that. Look, Hamilton had a good result last week. They beat uh, St Johnston two one, which you know it's a would have expected St Johnston to take points out of that. But look, Hamilton have have should be putting a couple of goals past them and you know winning this game. Yeah, it's it's as simple as that. This has to be three points for Hibs. Yeah. Well, I suppose only one place to finish with speaking about Hibs, Calm, and that has to be the, the manager situation. It looked as if on, it, it looked as if there was there was two clear front runners, uh, over the weekend and at the very start of the week with, uh, Appleton and Heckingbottom. 
Mm-hmm. It looked at it was done with with Appleton. You know, I was sitting here on, I think it was Monday night, listening to a podcast on on Appleton mm-hmm. and his philosophy and texting you saying I'm liking this, and you were saying back goes I, very good, but I'm pretty sure Butcher had a similar philosophy, and you know, but at the end of the day, I think Hibs were Hibs fans, sorry, were somewhat accepting and a bit a bit like you know what okay we'll we'll give this a, a, our backing, and then we find out that it's off and now it looks like Hibs are going for their second option Heckingbottom and I just think for me it's been handled wrong someone has come out unless it's just absolute lies Mm -hmm. but something has happened that's put Appleton ahead of Heckingbottom maybe not maybe it it wasn't but what I'm saying is the fact of the matter is it now looks like Hibs are going for their second choice and that that doesn't look good no I mean I think if It'd all been done behind closed doors and you've got, oh look, there are two names in the hat and all of a sudden it's, oh, well, Heckingbottom is, is the one that Hibs go for and it, everything's done in private, then it's not a problem. But the way it's all come out and the farce that, yep, Appleton was pretty much going to be appointed and then you've got, no, it's now going to be Heckingbottom, but then I saw something where apparently talks have stalled with him and there are more names in the frame and it's just, look, Hibs don't have a great track record of appointing managers at key times, which I will go into right now with, you know, in 2010 after John Hughes was given the bullet, the opportunity to get Steve Clark was there. As you can see, how well he's done with Kilmarnock, you know, that would have been a fantastic appointment. The rumour was that apparently what he thought his wage was going to be turned out that it wasn't just for him, it was for his whole staff. So not sure how true that is, but knowing knowing Hibbs probably was. And then after Colin Cal- well, sorry, Hibbs hired Colin Calderwood instead, you know, fantastic manager. He was he was brilliant for the club. And then, you know, once he got the bullet, another one that was handled horrendously, you know, clubs come in and offer 100000 to be for him to be the assistant. I think it was Nottingham Forest in Birmingham. And then, you know, Petrie wanted more money, rejected the bids, and what, three months later sacked him. So that's just brilliant. But then to try and replace Colin Calderwood went... Michael O'Neill, he was the he was the front runner, and then all of a sudden it went to Pat Fenlon. So, look, Hibs don't have a great track record, as I'm trying to prove here, and this just smacks of another appointment like that. What's I think frustrating, uh, frustrating us as as onlookers, Callum, is the fact that you know there was silence. Then there was a Leanne Dempster interview, and you Which thought, was ridiculous, yeah. you thought, okay. I mean, she was uh, claiming that Ollie Shaw was. I know, I know. But I, I mean, did you see what Mbappe did to Manchester United <laughs> last night? I know. When Ollie Shaw does that, she has a point. But <laughs> if he can give someone a five-yard head start and end up in front of them in the space of about three seconds, a hundred percent, I will back her. But when. I mean, that's just a ridiculous comment to make. He's not even in the top bracket in Scotland at this level. I know. But I think, for, 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 yeah, the, the point I was making, Callum, is that there's been silence and you think, okay, that's fine. They're dealing with it all in-house. It's going to be, they're going to get the right person. I wouldn't have minded that, but the last 48 hours has been nothing short of a shambles. And she's come out, Dempster came out and said, you know, the club getting in turmoil and that the club's been run like a shambles and she came back and answered it with all these people they've got in the club which is which is right and, and, and that they should be in place and just because a manager drops the whole club should collapse 100% no. bang on that shouldn't happen but the last 40 hours has been nothing more than a shambles it reminds me of the Scotland job doesn't it let's be honest it reminds mm-hmm. me of us yeah. Michael O'Neill we want Michael O'Neill we'll go for Michael O'Neill McLeish yeah like no one, el- <laughs> no one else is in the no one else is in the hat we're 100% going for Michael O'Neill What's that? He doesn't want the job, right? Um, which, which, who yeah. can we get? Who can we get? Right, Alec McLeish, she's not done anything for a while. Let's get him. So, if you look at Heckingbottom, Callum, what's your underlying theory now? Now, if you can take away, obviously, now you're thinking from his point of view, we now think it's a second choice. But if he wasn't, and we were just looking at Heckingbottom, Heckingbottom and Appleton as two, and we were just to look at Heckingbottom, what's your initial thoughts here? I mean, you're a, okay sort of run at Barnsley I think he did very well and then 
you know, he did well enough to get the Leeds job for a certain amount of time. But I just think that, you know, I know this is going to sound, you know, ridiculous, but his name is just a farce. You know, already he's just hecking bottom. Hecking bottom six. Correct. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't going to say, I was going to let you have your joke, but it's just. He's done very well at Barnsley. He took the team when he took over. I think he had two caretaker spells. When he took it over, I think they were in the relegation spots in League One, and in the same season he got them promoted. I think. So, that you can't, you can't. Um, ah, but I'm sure Ian Dowie did that with Crystal Palace once, and if he was linked, <laughs> you wouldn't he be sitting there going, "Oh, that's a fantastic yeah. appointment." I think the argument there's certain arguments that I agree with. Would I like someone to have knowledge of Scottish football? Probably. Do I think it's an absolute requirement? No. I don't, I don't think it is. Top of my head, Rodgers, I supported Celtic when he was a boy. Doesn't necessarily mean he knows everything about Scottish football. Look mm-hmm. what he's done. You know, Gerrard's come in, played against Celtic a couple of times in, in European fixtures. You know, he's probably watched a few old firm derbies. No, but you so can't tell me he knows a lot about Scottish football. No. Then you've got, even you like to Tommy Wright, we mentioned that earlier, you know, I can't imagine him having much experience. So that argument for me is flawed. And people then come and say, you'll only sign, I mean, I see him on today, you'll only sign players from League One, League Two, Ireland, uh, League Two in England, sorry, and we won't know who he's signing. Well, quite frankly, did I know who Camberry was? Did I know who Marciano was? Did I know who Milligan was? Did I know who Slivka was? I mean, that's just that's just a joke. A hundred percent. I mean, oh, let's let's look at heart signings this season. Ollie <laughs> Lee, Peter Haring, Uche. Now, the someone someone moaning, oh, Hibs will only sign players from League One and League Two in England. Ollie Lee and Uche. Now, I know that Ollie Lee doesn't have a great sort of, I think Hearts fans feel that he flatters to deceive at points, but look at Uche. I know your point. Yeah, I look think your Uche. point. Absolutely. You know, I, think, I think that's... So, yeah, just because they play in a certain league doesn't mean that they're all brutal. So, <laughs> if if Hibs only signed players that this guy had heard of, it would be a very small team that they put out on the part. I mean... I, I think we just have to give... I think Hibs fans just have to give them... All, all their backing you know I think there has been a lot of outpouring love for Neil Lennon but the fact of the matter is I mean Cam, what's the step was it two wins and 14 two wins and 14 that, that, that just simply isn't good enough no I think and I think the thing is I think the boy Heckenbottom knowing that he's second choice knowing that a lot of his fans didn't want to see the back of Neil Lennon I think he's fighting a losing battle already and it's you know, Hibs fans can be brutal at times, so it's it's a tough tough ask for him. So, look, best of luck to him because I think he's going to need it. Yeah, I think uh, the last point there, I read a tweet today from from Tam McManus that said that uh, he spoke to a few people that have worked under Heckingbottom down south and and they rate him highly, uh, presumably uh, at Barnsley. I, I would have thought so. That's encouraging, but like you say, it it doesn't. He's already up against it from from the start. Moving on to to Hearts, a lot more straightforward for for that for the, the club in Gorgie. Really, I mean, they had Doc and like Talbot on Sunday. If they go to the Scottish Cup game first, Callum, and that's yeah. Yeah, exactly what we expected. Yeah, hundred percent comfortable. I didn't think it was going to be as tight as it was seven years ago in twenty twelve. I think Hearts put out near enough full strength, and look, they got their. They're just desserts, I think, you know, better. You know, it's a great header. He attacks it really well. What he has to work on is his celebration. Don't know what that was. That was, you know, the old double fist pump, but it was sort of like I think he was tempted to do the guns and then realised, hold on, I'm a I'm I'm of an age here that maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't be doing the guns. Um I think one of my mates will be very annoyed that I've I've uh, it's criticised Sir Christoph there because he, he, he uh, has rather a bit of a crush on him. But look, Berra got the first, Mitchell got the second. It takes a wee nick off one of the Talbot defenders. And then Stephen McLean, almost for, forgot about him, uh, that he was still there. Mitchell involved again. And then young lad, Ian Kina. Was on loan at Dunfermline earlier on this season. Very highly rated at Tincastle. Came on, got his got a goal, got his goal. Sorry, made it four uh, 0 But you know he followed that up. I think he got a hat trick in See the that. reserve league just just the other day. So you know I think there have already been comparisons made between him and a certain John Robertson because he's the first player that Hearts have had really that is. 
That was going to ask you that question, mm. Carl. I was going to ask you that. Okay. You know, you, you think about Hearts' successful youth system and, and bringing through players. You know, top of my head, you've got like Gordon, you've got Lee Wallace, you've got these players just, just off the top of my head. You know, I love how I you go there. Where I was thinking, sort of like more recently, Callum Patterson and yeah, Patterson, Sam Nicholson. But, but I've yeah. gone on to, but I've you know, but the last striker really that's come out, really that's gone on to to really flourish in a yeah. career. Jason Cummins. <laughs> Too far would be, no. would would be John Robertson. So yeah. it's it's interesting. You know they have developed a lot of players over the years, but uh, yeah, it'd be think, good to see how they manage Aidan Keener. Yeah, I think I mean one of the things about Hearts is it's always been said that they had Robertson who scored goals for fun, but ever since he retired, they haven't had a regular twenty goal a season striker. You know they've they've had. You know, Lee Miller came in on loan for six months and he had a fantastic record. But, you know, they've never been able to just get a striker that would score 20-plus a season mm. every every year. So it's not to say that, I mean, the the, the goals have come from other, other areas. You know, Paul Hartley, Rudy Scatchell, you know, so they didn't need a 20-goal-a-season striker. But I think that it doesn't hurt to have one. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. So, absolutely. I think at a time, you know, the time that the I, I don't care what anyone says. I think when Hibs had Jason Cummings in that little spell, mm-hmm. uh, when he went through that run of scoring against Hearts, I think a lot of Hearts fans would have been thinking at that time, oh, what could what what we could have done? You know? What could have been exactly? Yeah. And I think uh, so. Look, I think he certainly got talent. He took his goal really well. Um, sort of bounced about a bit, and he hits it high into the net. Follows up with a hat trick in the reserve league, and it's just mm. look. It's an it's it's an exciting prospect. Another if I can, option as well. If I can speak. And that's of course, area. Yeah, because look, they've had to deal with injuries to Naismith to Uchi. Yeah. So and Vanacek hasn't hit reliable. the yeah. hasn't hit the ground running. Look, not saying that it's a second coming, but. Something Look, different if, as well, Cal, because yeah. we spoke about that in, in, in the podcast, you know, Uche, big, physical, Vanacek, big, physical, M- McLean, big. Yeah, you know? so, <laughs> and to be fair, Something Look, different. he's learning from one of the best in Scottish football at this moment in time. I think any youngster at Hearts is getting an absolute free education off Stephen A. Smith because he'll be able to, Agreed. doesn't matter if you're playing in goals or right back, I mean, to learn off a player of his calibre. It's fantastic. So Agreed. I think uh, I think it'll only benefit Hearts if he's you know in and around the first team squad, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if he hit about five goals this season. Mm. So they obviously they, they tucked away Talbot and they they pull out probably the the draw that you'd be wanting. Let's be honest. I mean, other well, than Partick at home, home, yeah, Partick well, away. Well, I think I think every every club was looking at either Dundee United, Partick Thistle, or the whoever wins the Highland yeah. Derby at home yeah. as. I mean, although to be fair, Dingwall's an absolutely cracking away day and shows Partick, to be fair. There are several boozers in and around Maryhill that are just fantastic. So, yeah, I think I think it's a great away day for Hearts. I mean, they reached this stage last season. I think they will 100% go one step further. That's, look, this is this is a great tie for them to get back to Hamden and they will actually play at Hamden this time instead of the chaos of the Betfred semi-finals so mm, look it'll be great opportunity for Hearts yeah yeah. Motherwell on Sunday though closer to home uh, away, away to, to Motherwell on Sunday yep. Motherwell if you were to say a month ago this would be uh, you know, a fully expect a Hearts result but the way Motherwell are playing at this moment in time and the way they're you know, yeah, the run they put together this is, a, this is a tricky one it is what is it four wins on the spin for Motherwell now they've they beat Hibs 1-0, um, shocking Hibs' performance, really. Uh, and then they beat, so they've beaten Dundee, Livingston, I think maybe Hamilton or St. Johnson, one of the two. But, I mean, they tucked three past Livingston, which, you know, mm. Hearts have had their struggles against Livingston. So, I mean, this is going to be a tough game. Quarter past 12 kickoff on, on the Sunday. It's going to be a tough one for Hearts, but... It's one that they really have to just take points from because yeah. the the way that that top five is, yeah, 
if you're wanting to get in amongst it, you need to pick up points here. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, it would do Hibs a fantastic favour if they could um, <laughs> beat Motherwell. But, yeah. you know, Motherwell are looking to get in amongst the top six, the form that they've been on, four wins in a row. They'll 100% think that they can take points from this. You know, the boy, Jake Hasty, they've got David yeah. Turnbull. He's got an absolute screamer, didn't they, yeah, last so. week in the Scottish show? They've got players no, in form. No, they didn't, because they weren't in the Scottish. Yeah, they've got, they got a scheme against off, someone. They got beat off um, Ross County. It was against St Mirren. It was against St Mirren, yeah. Look, it's a tough game for Hearts, but they've got the big players back. You know, Suter is just... His range of passing is fantastic. You know, one of the through balls on Sunday was phenomenal. And then yeah. I think, look... Just as we're talking about the boys back, um, yes, I've looked exactly. at, I've looked at my notes and gone, hold on, I've got Mitchell and Smith are injured. Yeah. So he's a bigger loss for you, Cam Smith or Mitchell. <sighs> you know, I think for me, it has to be Smith. For ordinarily, yeah, I would a hundred percent come out and say Michael Smith because he's been Mister Reliable for Hearts this season. But you know, Mitchell, yeah, I know it's talking like Talbot, and you shouldn't. But I think he's a bit of a confidence player. He got a little bit of luck with the goal because it came off one of the, the Auckland Lake Tablet players. But, you know, two assists and sort of looking like a little bit of the player that he was last season. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, boom, he's he's injured again. And yeah. it's it's not ideal, especially if Hearts are wanting to play with a 3-5-2. Look, Jake Mulraney can play there, but he's very attacking. Garuccio could play there, but he's the polar opposite. So you're not sure, but look, Dick and Mona can come in and cover for Smith. You've got Shaughnessy as well. So I think if they're playing Smith at centre half at the back, if he's if he's at right back, Godinho or the young boy Jamie Brandon. So hearts have bodies, but it's it's just not what you're after. Just when you think you've turned the corner, you know it's you know just when you thought it was uh, safe to go out, boom, that's it. They hit you again, and look, it's. Two massive blows, but thankfully Hearts have the strength and depth at this moment in time to, yeah. to deal with them. Last point on Hearts, Callum. Have you seen have you seen Paul Hartley's uh, interview with uh, on, on Open Goal? See, see, before you go on to Paul Hartley, I would just like to point out that the linesman on Sunday was an absolute killjoy and 100% should have just let Talbot's clearly offside goal stand <laughs> just to give that travelling support a little bit of, of joy, but... No, um, I've seen snippets of Paul Hartley's. I think for anyone, goal. for anyone to get a real insight into to Paul Hartley's time at Hearts, which was obviously mainly dominated by the Romanov era, uh, it's certainly worth a, a watch. Some of the the stories are are quite uh, quite incredible, including a a pre season tour where uh, they were on a yacht in the Medi- one of his yachts in the Mediterranean and the itinerary for the pre season, which was a month before this this. The Champions League, it was that pre-season before the Champions League games, and it was uh, an itinerary of basically going to pee to his nightclub and in, in the med and things like that, you know. And it's uh, quite incredible. And seventy-six guys at a team night out, and it's <laughs> uh, but you get a real insight as well into the the absolute madness. But what was... happens with George Burley as well, and you get you actually get oh. a real insight into what players thought of of managers, you know. So the players absolutely loved Burley. Well, understandable. They really rated Graham Ricks as well as a coach, perhaps maybe not as a manager, but as a coach. Uh, and then they also speak about the manager that came in. I think it's a was it a, uh, the guy begins with an M. Yeah, Malafif. Malafif. He said uh, that he was just they were hopeless. doing like crab football in that. You know, it was just like incredible. So for anyone doing it, it's, it's absolutely worth a watch. And it it was uh, yeah. It's it's one of those very good. You know, Paul Hartley or sort of Gary Jardin with long hair and a beard. <laughs> but the big the big thing for me was people thought Romanov picked the team. And uh, if you watch it, you'll realise that, that that is true. At times, yeah. yeah it was true. A, a team would be announced at the hotel and then the manager would take a phone call, come back through and rub out a couple of names and put some other names in. Ah, so. But what's to say? It was Romanov on the phone. That could have been his wife or anything. What, the wife picking the team? <laughs> okay, Carl, that's enough from Hibs and Hearts. We'll move on to Embra City, where we'll start with an interview with Callum Antel. We had him on the show about three or four months ago. Something like that. Before, right? before the Arbroath game. So, yeah, we've got him back on the show earlier today. We'll play that for you now. 
Callum, thank you for joining us. It was a couple of months ago. We spoke before the Arbroath game. You know, you came through that comfortably. It was then Alloa in the next round. It's a semi-final. You must be delighted at how, how those two games panned out and you must be really excited with the prospect to maybe get into a cup final. Yeah, definitely. I think it's been a long time coming. I think the draw was done in November, I think, after, like you said, we beat Alloa. Um, so it's been a long time coming. We've had a long wait, but it's finally here now. So, um, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. And hopefully... Um, we can reach the final. It'll be, a, I think, it'll be a first final for a few of us. Um, so yeah, we're all looking forward to it. Yeah, obviously, Calum, it's uh, going back to going back to Wales for you. Somewhere I read your article today. Somewhere you've not played for a while, but have you got any sort of knowledge of the standard of the game? You know what Connors Key are going to be like, or anything like that? Um, not, not, not really. To be honest, um, I've got a few friends that play in sort of Kamada and stuff, which they were previously at Swansea. Um, so they've, they've played against them and, and my dad actually went to go and watch them um, two weeks ago the <laughs> scouting so, them out <laughs> um, he, went, he went down to watch the game and they said they were really they were just really physical um, I think previous game against Queen's Park I think a few boys have said the same after watching that game on uh, BBC Alba so I think, um, I think they're all about six foot five and absolute bruisers so um, <laughs> we'll be in for, be in for some night um, but I'm not too sure what the stand is like but I know they're full time as well so There'll be no pushover. It'll be a tough game. Oh, I didn't realise they were full time. Yeah, no. Um, I watched part of their game against Queens Park in the last round, and they certainly were. You know, I'm not going to lie, but I think Conrad and Liam are going to have uh, sore heads after the game because that's how it's going to be. But you know, obviously, you had a fantastic result in the last round, come from two 0 down to beat Alloa on penalties, and they beat Queens Park two one. So, are you expecting a sort of tight game again? Obviously, hoping you don't go 2 0 down, but you know, expecting that sort of tight game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it'll, it'll be tight. It'll be tight. Like I said, they, I think they're second in the Welsh League, so there ain't going to be no pushovers. Um, they're probably there on merit because I think they qualify for Europe nearly every year. I, know, I don't know what round they get to, but to even do that, it's going to be uh, it's mm. some achievement. So, um, you know, we're not taking anything lightly. We're going down there. Well, like I said, we're looking for the win. There's no, it's no doubt about that. Uh, but we'll know we'll be in for a tough game. How important do you think you know the experience of you know Conrad and the experience of Lairdie and and Josh and Galbraith and whatnot and that have been in similar situations yeah. before you know at that level? How important do you think those guys are going to be? Even just the fact that it's a a night game, you know you're yeah. going down overnight. You know it's a long day on the Saturday, boys. How important do you think they could maybe be for the younger lads that are eager? Or players that maybe just haven't had the experience of that before. So how, yeah, how important exactly. do you think those guys yeah, are going to exactly. be? Sorry, uh, yeah, they've, exactly like you said. I think a few of them have been in Scottish Cups. Ladies been at Wembley, so <laughs> it's, it's a lot bigger than the cup we're playing in uh, on Saturday. Sorry, um, yeah. but no, they, they'll be crucial. Um, there's a lot of young boys in the team, um, so we will be relying on them. Um, I think for both ways, really, if we sort of go ahead in the game, not to get too carried away, and if we sort of go behind in the game, it's not to get too down. So yeah. I think sort of on Saturday they will be crucial. Yeah, yeah. So uh, last question, Callum. We had we had Josh on, on the show uh, last week who said that potentially leading the, the club out to to a cup final and then obviously with promotion as well would rate, you know, it'd be the biggest achievement of his career. Would yeah. you would you certainly follow that? That idea and with the potential of leading the club to to a double, I suppose promotion, be yeah. it through the playoffs or, or a title, and then a cup final, would that just be a, a career highlight for for you? Yeah, definitely. I think not many of us have been sort of in this situation. Um, I know a few boys have gone for titles and stuff, but I don't know how many of them have actually been in a cup final. I go for titles, so um, yeah. So I think, like I said, I'm, I'm with Josh to be honest. It'd be my sort of biggest highlight. Um, especially where the club has been as well. Um, like I said, it's only been in the league so the last couple of years. So it's a massive achievement for the club to even be in this situation. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm with Josh. It's going to be, it's going to be a good. Uh, it's, it's good to be involved in. Like I said, it's, fingers crossed we can sort of go all the way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you spoke to us before the Arbroath game. You tucked them away comfortably. Four <laughs> one. That was live on. That was live on TV. This one's live on TV. Uh, similar kickoff times, albeit not on a on a Friday evening, but a Saturday. Callum, we hope that's a good omen. We do wish you and, and, and the boys all the best. And myself and Callum, both at the Ember Football Podcast, really hope you can come back up the road. And it is a good journey back up, and it's a, a few uh, a few drinks on the way back up. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, 
fingers crossed. Appreciate that, lads. Thank you. Thanks again, Cal. Cheers, cheers. mate. Bye-bye. Thank you. Cheers. Top interview there again with, with Callum Antel. Big thanks to him for, for coming on. But if we go on to, to speak about Edinburgh City, where they are, I think we'll start with actually the game last weekend against Peterhead at that sort of top of the table clash. You know, Josh Walker said it wasn't defining. It wasn't seen defining. And let's be honest, they drew. Clyde drew. Nothing, nothing lost there, was it really? No, I think... Look, we said last week it was a must-not-lose and, you know, I think it was the sort of typical top-of-the-table clash. You know, one of those both teams slightly afraid to go all out in case they can see it at the back. I think there was, what, one or two shots on target in the whole game. Very windy conditions up there, so yeah. fair play to, um, you know, having, having a go there, but... Look, it was a must-not-lose. City didn't lose. And, you know, Peterhead have failed to score against them up at Balmore this season. So yeah, that's that's something that they can take away. And, look, if City win on Saturday there, then Peterhead are going to have to come to Ainsley Park on a Wednesday or a Tuesday night. And mm. that, that could be massive again. If we look at chances in the game... I mean, Peterhead had next to, to nothing, really. I can't... One sort of deflected shot that went right into Callum's, Callum's hands, but... Thanks. City, City had the best chance, didn't they? Breen in the first half. It's oh, it has good, to score. It's good play. He gets himself free in the box and he just chokes his shot wide, doesn't he? Has, has to score, I think. He gets into a great position. And... Look, after his screamer the week before, <laughs> expecting him to finish an easier chance, but it's one of those, would you rather... That chance falls to you know Alan Smith, Blair Henderson, Scott Shepherd, or you know they would you know blast home, but he gets into the position. Unfortunately, drags the shot wide. But look, it's it's not a bad result for for Edinburgh City. Not long after penalty shout. No. Not for you. Not for me. No. Um, absolutely not. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just shooting that down straight away. Be right, okay. Not many teams will go up to Peterhead and come in with a clean sheet, so that will certainly give. Twice. Yeah, twice, and that'll certainly give the club a lot of confidence now going on to the, the big game, I suppose. Now that the semi-final of, of the Iron Brew, you know, against Conniskey, the Nomads from, Wales. It's funny, isn't it? I mean, there's no pressure on Ember City, but you've got a feel having come through. Arbroath away, coming through against Alawa, you know, a championship opposition. Might you disappointed, wouldn't they, if you didn't come get into a cup final? Yeah, I think I think it's one of those when like well <clears throat> what is it when Hibs in two thousand and four beat Celtic <laughs> in the quarterfinals and then Rangers in the semi finals and then got beat off Livingston. You know, it's that sort of <laughs> anti climax to what was a fantastic cup run, you know, and uh, went to our broth when they were flying, smashed them four one, played Aloha, good time I think, because Aloha went on a wee run after that, but you know, played Aloha at a good time, went two 0 down, went one 0 down very early on very through uh, Dario's and that and then look they fought back brilliantly, you know, the perennial goal scorer there Anderson got them back just before half time and then who got the equaliser? Shepard an absolute screamer wasn't Shepherd, it? Yeah. Ah, it was um, and then penalties they were brilliant no one missed and Antel came up with the goods big save so look they've they've had to fight hard to get where they are and you know if I'm honest I, I watched Connors Key against Queen's Park and maybe it was the big pitch at Hamden, maybe, you know, the travelling, etc. But they didn't they didn't look brilliant. I think that they will be very physical. I think they will be very direct. Mm. So, you know, gonna have to make sure that there's a few neck braces for the boys <laughs> at the back after the game, but there's no, there's, deal, there's, there's no pressure there's there's literally no pressure just go out there play a normal game and you know I think I think they'll do brilliantly I think you've got the quality throughout the squad you know the the spine of the team I, I think I think they've definitely got the quality Lairdy in the middle of the park Henderson up front you know Balatoni and Liam Henderson and then even just you know, Craig Thompson you know I mean any dead ball in and around 
the area, mm-hmm. there's a chance. And then if Thompson's not taking it, Robbie McIntyre, I saw how good he is. So yeah. there is so much quality throughout the team and I think it's a fantastic opportunity for them. And that's us without mentioning the likes of maybe like a Danny Galbraith, Josh Walker. You know, we're speaking about guys that, that have played a, a very, very good level. And I, I think my question was probably right. I think there is players in there that are going to really help Ember sit in this situation. Yeah, you know, I going mean, away from home, staying overnight in a hotel, all that preparation is different. But guy, for these guys, that's something they're used to. Guys that have been there and done that, you know, I mean, Antel mentions that Lairdy's been to Wembley, you know, two playoff finals he's played in. Mm. You know, he's been up and down England with with clubs, so he knows exactly what this is about. He, I think, is going to be a key man purely because, you know, the quality that he has, Indeed. you know, range of passing, etc., he can really dictate the tempo of the game, and look, I think I think if he plays well, then I would a hundred percent make City favourites. Well, Connors Key. I mean, we don't know a lot about them. We know that they they came through against Queens Park two one in the previous round. At this moment, they are actually top of the Welsh Premier League, albeit New Saints have a game in hand and would go you know leapfrog them. But it's tight up there, so they're they're no mugs. Uh, I mean, Antel said that they're full time. I mean, I don't know if that means perhaps during the day they're full time, or do they maybe train an extra couple of nights? I'm I'm not entirely sure. But that in itself, that's going to be a challenge. But having come through our growth away, having come through Alawa, they've got a real good chance, don't they? They've got a fantastic chance, and if I'm honest, I think, look, you give you give the big man a sniff around the box, he's going to take it. You know, you've the quality that is out wide. I just, I really do think that, you know, that they're going to do it. And, you know, I'll nail my colours to the mast here. And 3-1, say. Wow. Wow. Well, we do wish them all the best. Safe travels to all those that are, that are going down on, on Friday and, and Saturday. And hopefully it's a, it's a good bus journey on the way back up. Absolutely, yeah. OK, moving on to the Lonely Callum. We'll start with... Civil Service and Edinburgh Uni. Civil Service and Ember Uni, exactly. It was uh, well very comfortable, wasn't it? Civil Service five, Ember Uni nil. Fantastic three points for Civil, but another disappointing Saturday afternoon for, for Ember Uni. Yeah, I mean look, I've seen both of these teams several times this season and I know that both of them have quality. I did not see this result coming, if I'm honest. And that's not uh, a slight on Civil at all, because I think that you know, we've we've praised them so many times. It's just you know, I saw Uni against Spartans, they they went three 0 down at half time, but they really came into the game in the second half, and you know should have should have came away with at least one, but you know civil service civil are just absolutely relentless this moment in time. They what was it, I think no early November since they last lost, yeah, and it is just they are just putting teams away. It's not like one nils, you know they if they if they get a sniff, I mean I read I read Guff's interview. Uh, in the evening news and basically he's saying that look we taught them a lesson in how to finish and yes yes she's did I mean mm-hmm. he got them off to the best possible start you know brilliant to see him back amongst the goals I'm sure it was probably a screamer because it doesn't he doesn't score tappings mm-hmm. uh, and then you know it's the usual suspects you know Churchill on the score sheet uh, Andy Mayer got in uh, and then you know new signing Kerr Allen yeah. I'll say his name normally this week instead of <laughs> Kerr <Kate> Allen <laughs> I'm Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, great, great afternoon for for Civil and it again. It it just albeit one I think one game more I think, but again it just opens up a little gap there with them in the in the top four. Yeah, I just I mean the the flying. I really think that they they're just going into every game with confidence. They've they've got a fantastic record at Christie Gillis this season. And you know, even away from home, they're they're learning how to pick up points. They're learning how to grind out results. You know, you saw that the one all against Spartans. You know, was it um, draw up at Edge Sport? Uh, uh, no, no, no. no. Who who did they draw with just before? BSC. Spart- that's it. BSC. Sorry, and I knew it was knew it was a decent team. Uh, and look, they're flying. So, well, if we speak about civil then for the preview this weekend, Calm, it's they go through to K Park to face. Top of the league, East Colbride, and this is a this absolute is nemesis. A mouth, I hate is, them. <laughs> this is a this is mouth watering, isn't it? This is yeah. That's the game of the weekend. It was it's the it's the game of the weekend on what's it the Rock Sport 
um, sort yeah. of lonely catch up thing. They they've identified that as the game of the weekend and a hundred percent look. Civil, the only team to beat East Kilbride this season, and you know they didn't just beat them; they tucked them away, hundred percent. It was just look, East Kilbride just weren't at the races that day. I think a lot was going to be put on Chris Humphrey as a new signing that day. Phew, barely heard from him, you know. Mm. Barely heard how he's getting on. So, I think Civil just Gary Jardin knows how to knows how to play, knows his game plans, and he's just got everything spot on that day. It was. Great, great, great result. And look, going to K Park, absolutely no fear. No fear. Yeah, nothing completely nothing to lose. They'll have a game plan to frustrate East Cobride like, like they've done at, at the Christie Gillis. They'll put a game plan out. If they've you know, if if they can do it it would be absolutely sensational. It would also open up the, the title challenge again for, for mm-hmm. teams in and around. It is gonna to be tough. I think certainly at K Park it's you know, it's an astro. And that, that changes the dimensions, certainly. But as you said, Gary, in, in years gone by... Knows how, to get, knows how to get the better of them. Yeah, I think he's one every time he's played them through there. You so. Know, so it's, I mean, yeah. realistically, if if I was still a betting man, 1-0 civil would, <laughs> yeah. would, be, would be a shout. Uh, it's... However, their their season's not going to be defined on this game. If, if nope. they were to pick up, no. if they were to pick up a draw, if they were to pick up three points, it'd be unbelievable. But if they were to still, if they were to get, if they were to lose, then look, it's it's not the end of the world. It's it's a hundred percent going to be a tough game. Like, I I might let sort of personal feelings cloud my judgment of East Coast, but in all honesty, they have had a fantastic season. They are relentless. You know, only one league defeat this season. They are marching towards the title at this moment in time. So. If Civil can go there and put a marker down, it would just show how far they've come Agreed. in the last sort of twelve months. Agreed. Agreed. Embry Uni, we'll, we'll go on to them, Callum. They've it doesn't get any easier for them. I don't think you know it's, it's BSC this weekend, and I think mm-hmm. perhaps the following week it's East Kilbride, so it's not getting any easier for them. No. So BSC, they're second in the lower league at the moment, Callum. They took a bit of a hiding from them, about a month or so, probably a bit longer than that. Uh, through a Friday evening which we thought would be a leveller but it certainly we, wasn't we, uh, we certainly did well I mean it was a leveller against East Stirling so you, you yeah. sort of put the same approach but look I, I genuinely don't know what's going on with the uni I mean look Civil was always going to be a tough game you know Civil beat them 3-1 in the return fixture earlier on in the season despite going down to 10 men so look it was always going to be tough for them to implode like they did because three of the goals came in the last sort of 15 minutes you know, so they're 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 in the game at two 0 and then all of a sudden it just absolutely goes away from them, and it's it's five now. It's another absolute pumping, and look, the slump just the slump continues. I genuinely they've had games in there where you're expecting them to pick up points, but look, BSC at home, they are was it. Manager has just signed a new deal. Yeah. So I would just I would presume that he would like to celebrate that with three points, and he'll be sitting there, fingers crossed, that Civil can get something at K Park. So look, it's a very tough game for the uni, but look, we I know that they've got quality. They just have to everything just has to come together for them, I think. Yeah. And when they get chances, they have to take them, you know. And okay. I said that after the game against Spartans, they had a few chances, didn't take them. Clearly that's happened again when, you know, Guff's in the paper saying that look, the you know, we've taught them how to finish. So yeah. Yeah. A slight irony in there, you know, like a wee bit of teaching students. But sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we'll move on move on to Spartans. Yeah. Yep, Spartans, so they they were uh, free week last weekend. They played a friendly on the night there against the Lithgow Rose. They they came through that with a with a victory, so that was good to get minutes for them, get a game time so they weren't it wasn't a, a weekend wasted, so to speak, with, with game time. So they're away to, to Edgesport this mm-hmm. weekend. Edgesport have had a, a right funny season. They've had some very good results. They've had a bit of a poor run. Mm-hmm. But I still think they've got really good quality in there. And I didn't actually realise this. They've actually got the boy Ross McNeil on loan from East Kilbride. I think he's maybe one of even East Kilbride's top goal scorers this season. Certainly over the past couple of seasons, Ross McNeil. 
he's actually alone at Edge Sport, so that's another a good player that Edge Sport have at their have at their disposal. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Look, I think I'm not going to talk up Edge Sport because I genuinely. I mean, you said Ross McNeil there, and I should know who that is, but unfortunately, I don't. And look, Spartans, if they want to get top four, this is a must win, uh, because look, as much as I would. Kevin Keegan, love it if Seville won at East Kilbride. That is a very tough game for them. Spartans will be looking at this as an opportunity to close the gap and get back into the top four. So for them, they need to go to edge of sport and win. They've got the quality. I mean, they've come through a couple of friendlies, scoring goals. So look, they've got the players there. It's just all about actually doing the business on the park. And they have been on a not bad wee run. Recently, they've got a semi-final to look forward to against Penny Cook. Not well. It's what's it, next month, twenty second, I think it is. Yeah. So, like that, if they can get top four and you know win win a trophy, I think that that would be a fantastic season for them after the sort of run that they had. Yeah, September through to yeah. sort of yeah, that's fair. I think I think so, but I think I think they will be aiming higher than than top four. But one step uh, at a time. <laughs> yeah, need to get yeah. So I mean, realistically, when you're when you're sitting in fifth, you can't say look, we're aiming for second. You know, get fourth, then get third, then get you know. So just take it one step at a time, one game at a time, and you know, put in a performance. And you know, edge sport. This is a potential banana skin for them. They have to go there right attitude and get the three points because if they don't, as you said, the boy Ross McNeil, absolute fantastic talent, could clearly hurt them so yeah. well am I right in saying that Edge of Sport perhaps did they not did they beat Spartans earlier no, on the season a they, draw they drew with Spartans having scored last five minutes yeah so. last five minutes at Ainsley Park they came they came and got a draw it was during that run where Spartans seemed contrived to do everything but win games of football they would mm. take the lead and then shoot themselves in the foot yeah. you know by what was it shocking penalty they gave away up at Kelty and then conceded in the last minute against Edge Sports so it was just yeah doing doing their best not to win games but I think that they are on a bit of a decent run they are Indeed. scoring goals again yeah. and I think that they will come through yeah no totally agree Calm. totally agree it, it would be I think it's a big ask to expect uh, six from six this weekend Calm. when you look at some <sighs> of the some of the games I mean I'm looking here if you just run through the game. So if we start with how we start, we start Hibs at home to Hamilton. Calm. Are you Has expecting to be a Hibs, a... Win. Hibs, Hibs by three or four. There you go. Hibs by three or f- Hibs by three or four. Hibs by <laughs> three or four. <laughs> um, okay, Hearts away to Motherwell on Sunday. Calm. Two one Hearts. Two one Hearts. I think it's going to be very tight, and I think we might see a winner in the last ten minutes. Uh, I think Hearts will Hearts will go the distance and look. They won at Rugby Park, and I think that they can do it at Far Park. Yep. Ember City away to Connors Key in the semi-final Iron Brew Cup. Already said 3-1. 3-1 to, to City. I think that the big man will get them off to a great start. And, you know, you might see... I think his namesake probably scores. You know, I think I think there will be a goal from a set-piece and either Conrad or Liam Henderson will get it. Civil Service away to East Kilbride. Right, do you want me to say what I want to happen or what I think will happen? What do you think will happen? Right, so what I think will happen is 1-0 Stevie Froud penalty. <laughs> Ember, you need at home to BSC. It's a tough one. Look, um, see, if the Uni take their chances, if, you know, Paddy Bear's got his eye in and, you know, the two boys in the middle of the park are firing on all cylinders, then I think that they, you know what, 1-0, 1-0, I think that they will, they will peg BSC back you know, BSC will go one nil up and they'll peg them back in the second half and almost nick a winner, but not quite. And last but not least, Callum, Edge Sport against Spartans. I think Spartans will come through 2 0. Uh, Jack Smith. Going to finish the show, Callum, with, with this little trivia question for you. Well, there was a friendly between Spartans uh, and Lithgow on Saturday night. Now, although, on, on Monday night, sorry. Although there's no really red cards in a friendly, if somebody was red carded, who, oh Jesus! Who, who are you <laughs> in the moment? It wasn't even a or a friendly, was it? To be fair, right? I'm I'm gonna assume that it is it was Subo, <laughs> but I will I will top that 
for absolute nonsense at the end of the show, as we always sort of divulge into. But I was once in primary five at South Monoside in a training session. <laughs> and this was just a kick about the end of the game. I was sent off in the kick around at the end of the, <laughs> the session for two fouls on Ross Bradford in quick succession. I booted them twice. And I don't, I don't know why, but I booted them twice and my mum was standing there going... Why is that my child? So, look, getting sent off in a friendly match, nothing compared to getting sent off at training. <laughs> you know, how, like, how do you get sent off at training? Yeah. But there you go. Um, yeah, uh, I would 100% think that that was, that was the main man, Ian McFarlane. And you would be correct. Yeah. On that note, Callum, we wish all our clubs the very best. I think, most notably, to Timber City in a, in a semi-final. Um but I think Callum's probably hoping for Sybil to be his right the most. <laughs> oh, if I, if I could take any result, if I could take any result, I mean, if it meant that I was incorrect with all of them, and I do apologise to Hibs, Hearts, Edinburgh City, Edinburgh Uni and Spartans, but there is one result at the weekend and that is 100%. I would love it if Sybil <laughs> beat East Kilbride. Yeah. I, you know, just absolutely no time for them whatsoever and I would love it if... You know, just I would love a sort of Scott Brown esque celebration right in the face of a few uh, East Kilbride players. I'll not name names, but you know, I might tell you to text Guff. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Calm, that's all. I've got anything else to add? No, no, just <laughs> please do not take take my tips in the in the games. Uh, if if you do, it is entirely on you because I do not gamble, so uh, that's that's it. But no, no, that's me. Thank you for listening. And of course, you all know who Ross Bradford is. So if you do see him <laughs> over, the, over the coming week, just uh, you know, give him a wee pat on the back and calm didn't mean it. He's actually a Polishman now. Yeah. Like, they they got it, like lift me for it these days. Uh, it <laughs> okay. pretty much was assault. Can we wrap this up? Ah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> right. I've been Andrew. I've been Calm. And that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast. <laughs>